Chapter 5 of the book, The Doctrine Concerning New Testament Ministry, Part 2. Chapter 5, The Five Offices of the New Testament Church, page 118. The churches to suffer likewise for the cause of Christ and for the truth entrusted to them. Philippians chapter 1, verses 12 and 14. For I think that God had set forth us the apostles last has it were appointed to death for we are made a spectacle unto the world and to angels and to men we are fools for Christ's sake but ye are wise in Christ we are weak but ye are strong ye are honorable but we are despised even unto this present hour we both hunger and thirst and are naked and are comforted and have no certain dwelling place first Corinthians chapter one first Corinthians chapter four verses nine to eleven seven Apostles are often used of God to perform healing signs and wonders, especially when founding the gospel ministry in the areas, to make the Gentiles obedient by word and deed. Acts chapter 4, verses 33, Romans chapter 15, verses 18 and 19. That was also true of the apostles who worked among the Israelites. St. Paul spoke of the signs of an apostle in signs and wonders and mighty deeds. 7 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. Prophets. Basically, a prophet is one who speaks from the Lord under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Just as Aaron served as a prophet and as a spokesman for Moses, even so the prophets of the New Testament stand by the ministry of the apostles, thus the expression of apostles and prophets. Luke chapter 11, verse 49, Revelation chapter 2, verse 20, Revelation chapter 18, verse 20. Much of what was said, page 119, about the apostles above applies also to prophets. They must have a revelation and a knowledge of Christ by the Spirit to reveal Him to the Church through their lives and ministries. The New Testament prophets also possess a clear vision of the New Testament doctrines. They are endowed with the spiritual gifts by virtue of which they serve to confirm the apostolic doctrines with authority and power. Akin to the ministry of the Old Testament prophets, they constantly stir up the churches to return to the Lord and to obedience to His Word to seek him and to serve him zealously. Their message is not only to inform, but to encourage and inspire and to warn and rebuke. Together with the apostles, they are foundational for the church, both in their ministry, which they perform, and in the lives which they live. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19 and 20. Some of the New Testament prophets are specifically named. Idolos, Acts chapter 11, verse 20 and 21, 27, 28, chapter 21, verse 10. Barnabas, Simeon, Lucius, Manny, and Saul, Acts chapter 13, verse 1, Judas, Silas, Acts chapter 15, 32. It is well to note that there is a difference between one who exercises the gift of prophecy and one who holds the office of a prophet. The gift of prophecy is one of the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit for all in the church. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 8 to 10. Whereas the office of a prophet is one of the five offices of the church as consecrated to God, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 13. Paul said all my prophecy and exhorted everyone in the church to call to prophecy. Page 120. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verses 31 and 39. But he indicated that not all are prophets. Chapter 12, verse 29. Evangelist. The meaning of the term evangelist is a preacher of good news. The primary work of an evangelist is to preach the gospel to the unconverted and to lead them to safe and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. God often uses them to heal the sick so that the souls may be delivered from the power of darkness and their faith established in the power of God. First Corinthians chapter 2, verses 4 and 5. Here again, it is well to distinguish between the application of everyone 
the church to evangelize and then office of the evangelist. All are called to be effective and fruitful witnesses to lead souls to Christ. The office of the evangelist, however, is one of the called, chosen, and consecrated servants of the church. One who holds the, the office of the evangelist should strive to present the gospel as fully as possible. Some contemporary evangelists preach a rather limited version of the gospel, often limited to just one again experience or perhaps healing. True evangelistic preaching should include least of all of the basic truths of the gospel, repentance, new birth, what about doesn't divine healing, but some Holy Spirit and the second coming of Christ. Paul says that holiness and perfection of character were preached as the high was the hope of the gospel to every end of recording.